I just made myself a cup of joe. Uh, you said earlier that you uh, jacked up your microphone setup. Just the physical layout of it on my desk. Not anything. So who was the guy named Jack who really ruined something and from then on messing something up was called jacking it up? Uh, Jack the Ripper, I assume. Oh, yeah. Because it's like you cut out the bodily organs of your microphone setup. Exactly. And similarly, when you say a cup of Joe, that means that at some point, I guess someone named Joe invented coffee. Uh, it's actually Japanese. It's uh, it's a Japanese plant. Uh, a guy named Jotaro. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, founded coffee. Oh, he like established the first official coffee. Yeah. I see. What's on the podcast today? You did. The Luralin area. I went to Luralin Village. It's one of the X number of villages in the game. How many villages are in the game, actually? We did I don't know. One for each of the Divine Beast regions. Mm-hmm. Kakariko, Hateno, Hateno Luralin. So seven? Yeah. Would, would you count well, unless you count would you count Korok Forest as a village? It's got like shops in an inn. Yeah, it has shops in an inn. That so makes it's like sense. Eight. Yeah. So like eight major settlements. Everything else in the and game. Then is how many shri- uh, stables? Did we decide there's twelve stables? Well, I can count them by on this map that I have pulled up. There are four, four, twelve, uh, fifteen stables. Interesting. I like there's there's like a stable like organization that organizes these two that is like in the fringes of some. Text. Oh yeah. Which is that you like rad. pay your processing fee for horses that you register? Yeah, it gets it. It, yeah. it crops up in some like text about how like there's an organization in charge of like maintaining stables, which is super interesting to me, but I like super that. not important in the grand scheme of things. Okay, Luralin. Uh, so I was trying to clear the side of the map, and so I went to Luralin Village. Um. I, I, that's just a play on the word lure, right? Lure and I think line, two things that you use for fishing. Okay. Uh, I couldn't find the Japanese name for Lurlin Village. I was really disappointed. No? Yeah, I was trying to huh. find if there was a Japanese pun there. Uh, if I run into it at some point, I will mention it on the episode. Well, later. Th- what I've what strikes me about this village is how hard it was for me to find, and how many people talking about this game say that it took them forever to find this village or uh like <laughs> reading a discussion thread about the game Luralin village comes up and people are like what village is that I wait really never, i haven't th- yeah yeah um this is j- purely anecdotal evidence based on like a few different reddit threads i've seen i guess oh, sure but, sure sure uh it, it feels like this is uh because there's nothing really pointing you to it right uh, this is the most obscure settlement in the game. There's not any kind of breadcrumbs that lead you to here. Yeah. Uh, I know there's one Hateno NPC who came from Luralin Village and got married to somebody. Oh, cool. Uh, but I've never run into the text that indicates that. But I've seen, I've read, I've read it online, but I've not run into that text, like, naturally in game. 
Um, okay. Yeah, this is the most remote village in the game. It's a little cute little fishing village. Um, hence the uh, the the cool name. Oh, before we get to Lurland Village, I was gonna go back. <laughs> oh, let's go back. <laughs> Last episode, I was supposed to have found all those DLC items that I just completely missed, except for the Phantom Ganon helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went back and grabbed those. Uh, I found the Island Lobster shirt, which is the Link's, like, civilian outfit in Wind Waker. With the the white lobster on the blue shirt. Yeah. Did you know I did a stencil of that? I used to have I saw like the picture that. of that when you had it. That was a long time ago. Um, I should make a new one. I, what I'm else did you find? I'm almost shocked they don't sell those. Uh, that they sounds, don't sell anything That good. sounds like... Yeah, they don't. Um... That grants heat resistance. It grants heat resistance, which is good. Makes uh, sense. I found Ravio's hood uh, uh-huh. from Link Between Worlds, uh, which increases only your sideways climbing speed. And you don't understand why this is. I don't. Do you understand why it is? Well, what's the main mechanic in A Link Between Worlds? Oh, that's silly. It's very silly, and it's not. Ravio doesn't do that in the game. <laughs> no, it's for the listener. It's you become two dimensional on walls and move around side and to side. And you move sideways on walls. I did not parse that until you said that just now. Well, okay. I'm smarter than you. I've played Breath of or uh, Link Between Worlds more recently than you have too, so that's on me. Uh, uh, what else did you find? I found, found Zant's helmet from Twilight Princess. Uh, which lets it prevents you from being frozen, which seems really good. Uh, and of course, Zant famously in Twilight Princess says, "You can't freeze me." Uh, sure. And then I found the rest of the Phantom Ganon armor, which is a whole armor set. Uh, and are all three pieces in the jungle? Yes. Okay. Uh, the whole each individual piece has a stealth inc- like a bonus to stealth, but then the whole set also gives you the disguise property, uh, which is that monsters don't attack you, but specifically like stall monsters don't attack you. Oh, okay. Uh, because you have a skull face, and then you also get attack up when you're using bone weapons and so i assume that means all the style like limbs that you can use as weapons yeah which that's all goofy that's very goofy um it it kind of works against the i mean the phantom ganon armor looks really cool to take advantage of this benefit you have to attack with uh like bokoblin arm or lizalfo's arm which does not look cool it looks super goofy uh that's too bad, but whatever. You don't get a cool... There's no tridents in this game. Well, I guess there are tridents. But you don't get, like, the... Fa- Anyways. Okay. Uh, That out of the way. Luralyn Village. It's the, sleepy oh, yeah. little, it's the sleepy little fishing village. What uh, I've noticed is that this is the village that people f- take the hardest time to find. Yeah. Like, there are a bunch of Reddit threads where people are like, I had never even seen this village. Yeah, there's no earthly reason to really go here unless you're just exploring everything, which is how I play video games. So I was like, yeah, you got to go over here. Uh, It's very cute. It's very cute. I've heard it hypothesized 
that this is supposed to be um like the same uh topography as outset island in wind waker yeah i i read that a little bit people were kind of speculating it's like oh it's got the big tall platform like link is it links in at the top of that game and i'm like hey sure whatever well it does have that big tall platform it does have like this kind of two main pieces it has tall bodies of land on either side um it almost works but i I feel a really satisfying way so much of this game draws on names of places right like it's like mm-hmm. oh it's it's the go go be sure oh, that's not a good example um <laughs> the gopanga swamp and this and this and that and a lot of that just ends up feeling really incidental and when the game wants to do a direct pull it'll do that direct pull it does the temple of time it does um the arbiter's grounds out in the desert it does mm. there they, these direct poles exist and so this is more of a possible homage or maybe just they had that on the brain when they were putting this place together in my opinion yeah uh it's also a very cute town I it's super it's cute there's all sorts of fish in the water uh mm-hmm. just a bunch of nice fisher folks um and a bunch of stuff associated with it uh the first thing is there's a shrine outside of it like every other settlement. Uh, this is Ya-Rin Shrine. Uh, okay. This one has a bunch of, like, scales. Like, the like weight, like that you would put weights on. Sure, sure. And you have to manipulate them to platform around uh, the shrine. And you can either use, like, metal box weights to do that, or you can uh-huh. stasis them into a position that's good for you. Yeah, I never thought to stasis them. I, I feel stupid. I was fooling around with it, and it was like, oh, I can just use stasis for this part. And it's, yeah, the, the game accounted for that. I think this is the shrine where people figured out that Link weighs as much as 12 apples. That rules. That rules. I didn't even think about that, but you're totally right. Um, Yeah, good shrine. Link is 12 apples tall. All right. Uh... So that's good, that's good. Okay, there's a bunch of breadcrumbs for other quests and shrines and stuff, and so I kind of took stock of all of those, and we'll go in the order I did those, I guess. Uh, the village elder Rosal uh, gives you a hint that there is some sunken treasure offshore. Uh, he will loan you his raft, although there's nothing preventing you from just taking it in the first place. Uh-huh. Uh... And we should talk about rafts. This is the place to talk about rafts. Uh, there are rafts. They have sails on them. And so you can stand on a raft and use a Korok leaf to blow on the sail and move the raft around. And it's kind of finicky. It's not, like, super easy to do. But uh, if you get good at it, then you can speed across the water in a very satisfying manner. I I don't find it that satisfying. I wish it was better. Uh, I definitely would fall off after like hitting it with a big gust of wind, and it's it's a little rough. It's a little. It's, it, it's something that was clearly we made this to be functional, and that's about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've actually since you told me about the idea of simply 
uh, using cryonis to traverse water. I just do that a lot now. Oh, okay. I've been I've been getting good at just cryonis hopping through large amounts of water. Well, the game drops rafts on like rivers and stuff in an effort to say, hey, you could take a raft down this river, but that never seems to work out for me very well. I do like rafts for getting across this ocean that we I did, have. I did use it for this quest to go to the center of like these three rocks, uh, which okay. is clearly where the sunken treasure is, and then you can magnesis the treasure up, and uh, then you have to go back and tell him. And you know what? I have never done this quest it's. I mean, the reward wasn't anything that I can even remember. I think it was a bunch of money and some gems, perhaps. Uh, but then you go back and talk to Rosalind. He's like, "Oh, that's great, cool," and then <laughs> quest quest completed. Uh, oh, but he also mentions like, "Hey, you should probably keep an eye out in the water because I bet there's a lot more chests out there." Uh, Are which, there? Oh my god, there's so many chests in the water all over this game. Just everywhere. I've spent a lot of time. The last couple sessions just on the shoreline, just walking, you know, down it and keeping Magnesis on to pop it open and look for chests. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's very lucrative. Very, very lucrative. I bet. Uh, there's another quest, uh, called What's for Dinner? Uh, a lady named Kiana, uh, wants to make a special seafood paella, but she needs, uh, ingredients, uh, which are the hearty blue snail and goat butter. Uh, I hadn't seen a hardy blue snail yet, but they're all over the place around here, so that's really easy to get. Uh, the goat butter I had to warp back to Kakariko to get, because I didn't have any. I thought I had some, but I did not have any in my inventory. Do those turn out to be the only ingredients in the seafood paella? Uh, yep. Okay. And then you give it, and she makes it, and then she gives you a plate of it. Of and it's, course. And it's good. Very simple, very good. Not one of the ones that chains into a whole bunch of other recipes. You know what? You said it's good it as if it were like food that you were able to taste. And I think that maybe that's not how you meant it, but like I believe that for a second. And I think that that speaks to how well the food is rendered in this game. The food in this game is very beautiful. This is, I'd say, top... I... I... I'm trying to think of other games with good food, and I can only think of one. Uh, this is one of the best games that has really good-looking food that I played. Yes, you uh, you feel like, oh yeah, I'm got like you can understand why you want to eat <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, uh, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. I would totally eat this seafood paella if presented with that. I'm down. I'm down with eating some snails. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, the other actual, like, quest quest here is called Take Back the Sea. Uh, Sebasto, great name. Yes. Uh, once you, or, uh, tells you about a place at Eris Beach, uh, mm -hmm. that they love to fish at, uh, has been taken over by a bunch of monsters, and he asks you to go clear out the monsters, so it's one of those quests. Um, I like it a lot. It's one of the... Uh, I guess like a very generic go over here and kill all these monsters quests that they it seems like they don't have I guess because there are so many more uh, varied quests that you don't get as many 
the the concentration of just kill this thing quests is lower than in many games. Yeah. But uh, the, I like this quest. I like the uh, monster base that's set up. Um, it's not trivial to reach all parts of the base. And while you're uh, attacking monsters on one of the weird little sea towers, you'll probably attract the attention of monsters on the other tower who will then start trying to attack you from over there and they'll be ready for you. And they probably have a, a better uh, view on you than you have on them. It ends up being a very fun uh, mission. Yeah. It's interesting. You're talking about how this game doesn't have a lot of these kind of quests. And I totally agree because there's just not that many. And this is something that in another open world game, you might run into a situation where like every single town and every single uh, uh, stable would have a quest like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of... It would be common to find games these days where every time you went into a place, it would have the same, like, palette of quests. There might sure, be, like, sure. five quest archetypes, and it's like, okay, I'm going to go to this new stable, and three of those quests will be represented of the five. And it's like, sure. oh, okay, this one has the clear this out quest this one has the this kind of quest and breath of the wild just doesn't do that partially because it's just not obsessed with quests no a lot of the quests just end up kind of even even the fact that it tracks quests is kind of weird and like perfunctory yeah um it would it would make sense if a guy just said you know there's there are monsters over here I wish someone would take care of them. And that's how it would function like an older Zelda game. Yeah, exactly. There's no quest tracker or anything like that. Here it just ends up kind of existing out of like, it's it almost get the impression that someone on the team's like, no, you have to have that. It's a modern game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it doesn't really need it. In a lot of cases, it doesn't. Some cases it's nice. So and it's good to be able to refer back to that stuff in like a log. I suppose. Um, yeah, but and, be- I... and, and because of that design, like orientation you're not inundated with a lot of the same quests so you hit something like this and it's like oh okay i can go do that sure yeah yeah it, it all feels very natural yeah and the log part of it is the least natural part here's what i want to say about this quest okay they say that or uh sebasto says they used to like to fish here but monsters have moved in um, the monsters have been there for a while because those sea towers took a while to set up. Those are complicated structures there in the sea. Okay. I mean, it, it, he could be talking on the on the scale of months. Like, oh man, like months ago we would do that and it was way cool. I wish we could do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I could see that on a longer time scale. It's not like this happened yesterday. Because because it's an open world game, and time happens very relatively quickly, and you're going to spend a lot of time doing stuff, there's not a lot uh, of sense of urgency in any quest, no. it, because it, it can't really have sense of urgency, because it's not like there's a clock. That's right. <laughs> so those are the three quests, and there's a couple breadcrumbs to some other uh, quest stuff. Either someone in town or someone else in the game will point you, will tell you about a mountain with a lover's pond somewhere out in the world. 
Uh, and that's here, right next to the town. It's on Tuft Mountain. There's a heart-shaped pond. Uh, and you can go there, and there are two people. There's a Hylian guy named Wobbin, and a Gerudo lady named Perda. Uh, and both of them have shown up, uh, seeking love. Uh, but they're on opposite sides of the lake and too scared to talk to each other. Or maybe it's one side. I think Perda doesn't seem scared. It's been a while since I did this quest, but she didn't seem scared. She seemed like, is that guy going to come up to me or what? It's kind of like that. Yeah, she's like, I don't hmm, what's happening here. Uh, But Wobbin is definitely scared. So you have to talk to him and he gives you a quest and says, hey, she's really pretty. I want to give her my favorite flower, the blue nightshade, but I don't have one. And so I have probably 30 of them. <laughs> and so I said, here you go. And then he says, this is great. Uh, but can you go give it to her? Because I'm uh, shy. Uh, so you bring it over to her. And she's kind of irritated that he wouldn't bring it over himself. Yes. And there's kind of a... Not an argument, but there's a discussion that takes place where she's clearly irritated, but also she's like, but this is my favorite flower. And he's like, well, it's mine too. And she's like, yes, that's cool. We should date. They reach an understanding is how I put it here. Uh, And then so as a quest reward, Wobbin hands you a red rupee, which is 20 rupees. Uh, And then Perda calls him stingy. Uh, so then he adds in a, a silver rupee, which is 100 rupees, which is really good. Uh, it's funny. It's a fun, funny quest. There's a broken heart shrine somewhere, or broken heart yes, like somewhere too. Yes, a little too, ways right? north. Um, is somewhere, yeah, south of uh, Hateno Village on Eben Mountain. Tell you what, I'm going to head that way next time I play, which we'll check that out and see what's going on up there. Okay. Okay, there's that breadcrumb. Uh, there's a breadcrumb over to Palmore Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little kid who'll tell you that somebody's out there doing research. And he'll walk you over there, but I asked him to walk me over there and then ignored him, so I just left him go do what he was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a guy named Garini out there who's studying uh, some ruins. And there's a piece of a monument uh, kind of on a pedestal with some glowing text on it. Or when I, It was glowing when I got there because it was at night. Yes. Uh, and Garini explains that he's like, this is part of a an inscription. And I would like to like translate the whole text. But I need, like, he says drawings of the rest of the pieces. So would you look around and see if you can find the rest of the pieces of this? Um, but he said you ought to do it at night because the it's glowing then, so it's easier to see. Um, and so which is to... very cool. Yeah, it forces you to that... have to do this at night. And like, we know that there are luminous stones that shine at night, so like, the idea that this artifact was made with materials that you know from somewhere else in the game is fun for me. Yeah. Uh, and so you look around and he helpfully gives hints to kind of where they're at. Uh, cause otherwise I wouldn't have found some of this stuff cause it's pretty yeah, far flung. 
they're really tiny. I never did this before because I didn't want to look around. Mm-hmm. But I'm 100%ing the game, so I had to. Um, and you get the, uh, you take photographs of the different pieces. So there's like four pieces and it kind of, if it were all in one piece, it would just be like a round thing with like a, a text wrapping around the diameter of it. Sure. Uh, you bring those back to him. He translates the text, which is our instructions on how to unlock a shrine. Uh, and he's like, well, I don't understand that cause I'm not an adventurer. <laughs> And what the trick is that there's two little pe- podiums and you have to, you, you walk up to one and kneel and he goes, oh, okay. And then he, <laughs> he kneels at the other one and then a shrine surfaces and he says, okay, cool. Good luck with that part. Yeah. He stops being interested in this whole thing as soon as a weird column of weird Chica technology bursts out of the ground. He seems very nonplussed as if he's not, maybe not. Okay, but like, okay, these shrines are everywhere, right? Like, if Uh you were a just regular, like, regular citizen out in the world, like, you've seen these weird Sheikah shrines out and about. That's probably true, yeah. And like, seeing one pop out of the ground is maybe something you've heard of happening. And it's just like, well, we can't do anything about it. They just do what they want. It's weird Sheikah tech. Yeah. Or maybe he has, because he's some kind of some kind of cool archaeologist. That makes sense. Okay, but also he should be excited to go like inside and see, because presumably nobody but Link has gone in one of these in the last hundred years. Uh, yeah, he's had the slate that opens them up. So, is the slate just have like a NFC reader in it? Um, is is the slate an amiibo? The slate. Here's the thing. If the would the slate have the NFC in it, or would the uh, podium have an NFC in it? Which one would be the reader? Because the the whole point of NFC is that it's passive, right? Yeah. So if I have a door, and I guess that's yeah, yeah. I have a door. It's you know how you get into the break room at work mm. you p- hold your chip up against the reader so the slate must have a nfc chip in it that is read by the pedestal thing which is active oh now, you're totally right you're totally right it's probably also the case that the slate because it's either a wii u gamepad or a nintendo switch and also an ipad it probably has an NFC reader in it, yeah. But it would have a readable chip in it as well for the pedestals to communicate to. Also, it's magical technology that probably doesn't even function this way. What? I broke it. All right, moving on. Oh, the shrine. This is not a freebie shrine, which I thought it was going to be. Uh, this is Kaya Shrine. Um. I didn't put a description here. It's called quick thinking. Uh, but the timing is not that quick. So the Sheikah slate is just magic. It doesn't need to be explained at all. <laughs> I tried to move on listeners. I'm sorry. No, I don't know. Um, it all function. Okay. If you want to get into it, uh, the shrine is called quick thinking. And which <laughs> one is this? 
they operate off that ancient energy stuff. So who knows the properties of ancient energy? There's two parallel tracks uh, of like a moving platform that you have to move a barrel from one side of this platform to the other. Oh yeah, past obstacles. Uh, but it's yeah, really easy. This is good. It's really yeah. easy. It was not a very challenging one of these. Like the uh, one, you, the one has a crystal switch you have to hit to time it so you can get past gates. But the timing's extremely generous. Am I right that it's there's something a little harder to get a chest? I did that one first, and it seemed easier. Okay, because it was just like, okay, now I set the barrel down. Now I make Link duck, and now I'm over here. There almost should have been a part two to this one, but there yeah. wasn't. Well, <sighs> games are too easy these days. These kids. <laughs> Okay, we have to talk about this monument, though. Mm-hmm. So it's a round stone with text around the perimeter. Uh, and some folks would have you believe that this is the Mirror of Twilight from Twilight Princess. Okay. Uh, which in the story of Twilight Princess was the thing that opened the portal to the, tri- the Twilight, I can't talk, the Twilight Realm. Now, um, I haven't played Twilight Princess. Okay. In Twilight Princess, does the text on the mirror say, kneel here and the shrine will open? Uh, no. Interesting. Uh, I don't remember it ha- being a discernible text at all, actually. I don't think... Uh, in Twilight Princess, yeah. was it written on with luminous stone ink so that it glowed at night? I'll send you a picture of it. Hold on. Hold on, listeners. Because so far, it sounds like it only resembles the Mirror of Twilight insofar as it is round and it has symbols on it. You are correct. Oh, it does have discernible text, but it's written in the uh, the Twilight Princess uh, Hylian font. Oh, that Hylian font. I don't like that one as much. It's not good. Uh, it's like it's like a it's like a medieval-ish bad one. All in all, not one of the top Zelda fonts. No. Oh, that's a. Hold on. Actually, that's a. That's not a great picture of it. Let me send you that. This makes it look terrible. Zach just sent me. I. I'm sorry. You can't see this, listener. It's just a really stupid picture. It's a really bad picture. I'm glad you can't see this, listener. Okay, this is what it looks like in game. Okay, so the idea is that this looks similar to this, which is the actual like physical piece of the thing, not the portal that opens up. Um, I don't think it quite matches up one for one. It's clearly similar. Is there even a Triforce on it? No, that's there's no Triforce on the one that's present in Breath of the Wild. Huh. So it's maybe something similar, but I don't think it's the same thing. Uh, no, it makes no sense for it to be the same thing. Yeah. Also, uh, why would it, it... it probably is some sort of homage maybe they definitely had to remember that the mirror of twilight existed in uh, order for them to put this thing in this game but i hope i hope we're wrong i hope we're wrong like i don't you think hope it that is. it is the mirror of twilight i hope it ends beach. up being the mirror of twilight and we find a whole bunch of them and those are portals to the dark world and breath of the wild too okay that's my hope i do hope. want to go to the dark world i so... would love to do the i know okay Breath of the Wild 2, sidebar, uh, the best possible way they could do Breath of the Wild 2 is just do Dark World. 
And just, there you have it. Just, you could pillage all the different cool dark worlds from all the different Zeldas and all the weird stuff and let mm-hmm. Link be a bunny rabbit and all that good stuff. Uh, that's my pitch. Uh, get back at me, Nintendo. We are moving on to the best part of this game, which is... That's a bit even tied island. What? That's a, it, the, the best in the entire game. You think? I, I unless we, I mean, it's not that hard to come up with a counterexample, probably. But, <laughs> um, like perhaps of the things we've seen so far on this podcast. Okay. Even tied island is my favorite. It's real good. It's real good. You know that I have the desktop background that is a view of even tide island that changes with the time of day right i knew you had the time of day adjustment i forgot it was of even tide island uh so okay uh folks in town will tell you about this island there's even like a a gerudo lady hanging out outside of town who is like yeah i'm trying to get to that island because it's supposed to be a challenge and they'll warn you that it's kind of dangerous to be careful to go there uh and so obviously you're like okay let's adventure talk for link needs to go there so you take your boat uh take a really long boat ride okay uh, i have gotten there by boat i think i have gotten there by cryonising across the ocean which i do not recommend to anyone it's stupid i forget why i didn't <laughs> take a boat the other thing is i have gotten there by gliding off the top of cape kales so i did not make it up cape kales this playthrough because i ended up sticking around Mm -hmm. uh the village i'm probably going to go up there next time but i can definitely see a nice long glide that'd be a very comfy way to get over there yeah very fun and you know eating a bunch of stamina food in midair uh but yeah there's a bunch of different ways to get to even tide island uh as soon as you make the beach Mm -hmm. uh you get that ominous like shrine monk voice talking at you that's like, ah, welcome, you've accepted my challenge. And it's weird to get this, like, on the shore of a beach. Because yeah. that ominous voice usually pops up when you enter, like, a dungeon-type area, like one of the labyrinths. Mm-hmm. And the message tells you, like, you've relied on your equipment for so long, let's see how you do without it, punk. <laughs> and you go back to, ha- you have all your hearts and stamina... Yes. You have any abilities you got from uh, Divine Beasts. Yes. But And your runes. And, and your runes, yeah, yeah. But you don't have any, like, armor or weapons. You don't have any food. Yep. You are taken of everything. You're back to being the naked boy who woke up on the Great Plateau. Uh, and you are charged with finding three orbs and putting them into three pedestals to complete this challenge. Uh, and and the challenge is mean. And yeah. they say go, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you immediately get bombarded by Octoroks. Yeah. <laughs> who are now a threat. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, Octoroks are, like, can kill you now. Yes. There are Bokoblins all over the place who can kill you. There is a Hinox sleeping in a place where he has one of the orbs you need, and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to take out a Hinox, I have nothing. There's like fire uh, chews around, which are oh, a yeah, nuisance. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of skeleton enemies that pop up at night. Like, mm-hmm. in addition to regular, like, normal skeleton enemies, there's like actual placed ones. Oh, geez. Uh, it's a nuisance. 
it's hard. Uh, I ended up not having so the okay so the first time I played this video game Breath of the Wild on the Wii U, mm-hmm. uh, I tried this and got wrecked. Oh, so you can't save. You can't save, huh? I tried to save. Did I ever even try? Weird. Uh, and uh, okay, so I tried. I tried to do this, uh, and got wrecked by something or other. I don't remember what. And so I just gave up and said, I'll come back later. And then I just never 100%ed it. So I'm like, okay, well, I have to 100% this game. So I have to beat Ethan Tide Isle. So it really just becomes a game of scrounging up resources as much as possible. Yeah. Is how I ended up playing this. It was like, okay, I need to find every single food item I can, every single weapon armor, or not armor, but like uh, weapons and shields and stuff. And you. I guess you don't have to, but like it gives you a reason to be creative mm-hmm. and to start using like there's fire choo-choos around and you probably in normal play don't have any reason to use the uh, properties of fire chew jelly uh, because there's so many other ways to make fire. But now you have no resources except what you can scrounge up from the island. So you're like, okay, what can I do with this fire chew jelly now that I have it? Yeah, there's that and just like trying to use your runes to help you out and do stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot. A lot of like, yeah, uh, a lot of bombs. <laughs> Throwing a lot of bombs around. <laughs> yes. Um, bombs are useful. So there's there's kind of three different little areas there's kind of the main jungle-ish area, and there's like a base there with a bunch of blends. And bombs are really useful, I found, because they can take out the smaller towers and knock dudes down. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've been using that a lot. Um, that gets you an orb that you can take to the north side of the island, and then it's the pedestals in the middle of the water, which is really rude. Oh, yeah. That one is nuts, because you can convince yourself when the orb falls in the water that you're screwed you can't do anything um i at least took forever to realize that you can use cryonis to push the orb up out of the water and be able to grab it i definitely tried to cut down a tree with an axe so that it would fall and become a bridge Uh, and i completely cut it the wrong direction and it fell the wrong way And then I was like, oh, I need cryonis, but for, or I need magnesis, but for wood. Oh, wow. But that wood doesn't exist. Nesis. That doesn't exist. Xylokinesis. Uh, there's that. There's the one that, there's one around the Hinox's neck. Um, they set you up kind of well to fight the Hinox by, like, putting him at the bottom of a hill. And so you yeah. can go to the top of the hill, take out the guys. Uh, there's a cooking hearth there, which I did not remember. So I was like, oh, okay, I can just cook stuff now. This is... Well, once I almost kind of wish that didn't exist, but also it might be unfair if it didn't exist. Once you are able to cook, it it is so much easier to survive, you mean? Yeah. I was like, okay, well, now I have food, and I've got enough hearts that I can survive a hit at anything. So I uh... almost felt like it broke it a little bit. Yeah, I feel like what what Eventide r- reveals to the player is that there is this other game kind of <laughs> underneath all the Zelda stuff. There's this game that you played for like two minutes on the Great Plateau and now you get to play for five minutes here where 
you are a naked monkey struggling to survive. And that is so much fun <laughs> that, yeah, you, you kind of don't want to be able to cook because that takes all the fun out of being completely helpless. Uh, I mean, it was still a challenge because there's still a Hinox to fight with very little weapons. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was a rock Octorok here. Were there any rusty weapons on this area? Because I couldn't find any. Oh, yeah. Because I figured um, he must be there to make turn rusty weapons into good weapons. See, the, I never learned the Rock Octorox turn rusty weapons into good weapons thing until I didn't need weapons anymore. I have only learned that since doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pro tip, listeners, that thing I just said. Yeah. Uh, okay, you can fight the Hinox. There's all sorts of environmental stuff to try and damage him. Okay, I, I never fight the Hinox. Really? I, I just get on top of him. Like, float down from the hill, Okay. land on his tummy, grab the orb, and then hightail it back up the hill <laughs> to put it in the pedestal. Okay, and you just leave him down there and go do something, go do the, the next Usually, part? Usually, something goes wrong and he wakes up and he follows me, but I can run faster than him. Dang, okay. You're brave. Thank you. I'd be scared to leave a Hinox just, like, out there to, like, creep up on me. Uh, okay, that's two of them. The last uh-huh. one's up on top of Koholit Rock, which is then <laughs> being cheeky. Uh, and there's, like, a, kind of a larger blend base there, which isn't too bad. I don't know. It's a, it's some scarier to me than the Hinox is, because those Moblins... Oh, that's right, there are Moblins up here. Yeah, and they don't, like, just give up and go back to sleep. Yeah. They follow you and they throw rocks at you and they throw blends at you yeah and uh so this this part is always the toughest for me because i i end up trying to stealth it too right and there's lots of uh explosive barrels around yeah so you can try you try really hard to get these monsters into a position where you can hit that barrel and they'll all die but it's so hard. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, you can clear this out. You get the last one. You put it in the pedestal. Uh, the ominous monk voice says that the challenge is over. Uh, and then a shrine surfaces at the very, very top of the island. Uh, and then it was storming on the island, so I had to wait a few minutes for it to stop storming. Uh. And I thought it was like part of the challenge for a while i'm like wait am i supposed to like, try and f- <laughs> am i supposed to is this like the last hot the, the last you know the 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 monk laughing evilly uh as he summons a storm to keep me from getting to the shrine unless i find like the way up um yeah that was the game designers laughing at you the, the are the do, do the monks in the game represent the game designers I, almost explicitly, right? Well, yeah, because they make levels. They make their own levels. A lot of them are anagrams of developer names. Yeah. Oh, these jerks. Yeah. Huh. I didn't think about it that way, but they are, aren't they? Okay. Um, talking about rain, making it impossible for you to climb stuff. I got around to playing a short hike. Did you play Oh, that? you played a short hike? I loved a short hike. It's very good. 
and it is basically just low res Breath of the Wild. Uh, you get to glide, you get to climb walls, and it almost feels kind of pointed in a short hike how there is rain, but the rain does not make it hard to climb walls. <laughs> They're like, just go ahead and climb. <laughs> the rain is just here to be pretty. We don't want to inconvenience you. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any other a short hike comments prepared. I don't really either. It was really good. It was funny it's how it's good. kind of just basically an Animal Crossing fan game in some ways. Yeah. Just like as a world. But I guess Animal Crossing doesn't have a monopoly on talking animals. No, it, it doesn't. That, um, it had a monopoly on hitting a rock to make money come out until a short hike did it. That's true. Uh, I also didn't 100% that game. I couldn't find all the money. Wait, 100%ing the game is finding all the money? No, there was the side quest with the, the guy you were trying to give money to so you can pay off his student debts. Uh, I found enough money to pay that guy without finding I all missed the money. I missed like one... Oh, okay. Maybe I didn't find it all either. I, I don't know. It's and, easy. If you talk to him um about his debt before you buy any feathers from him oh then when you can if you give him the money for his debt then after that he gives you a better price on the feathers i did that badly then maybe i did find all the money and i just did it in the wrong order oops that's okay it's like a two-hour game it's fine it's good you should play it listener you should play short hike. everyone freaking play a short hike if you want more breath Come of the wild on. content go play a short hike yeah uh, okay, uh, the shrine, Koruguchide. Okay, so Koruguchide. We that's... have to hope that that's a good pun on something to do with Link's Awakening, since this is the Link's Awakening homage I'm gonna say prob- of the game. I'm going to say probably not. Probably not. Well, we don't know where these names come from. Yeah, I like how there's like a list on like the wiki or something where like they try and extrapolate some of the names, and it's like obviously some of them you can figure out, but some of them like, nah. Okay, you get your prize. That's good. And What's then I want. Oh, I don't remember. Cool. I can look it up. Hold on. I'll look. I'll look it up for you, okay. my incre- my incredulous co-host. Well, I just think if there's nothing to say about a shine except the prize that you get from it, we might as well say what the prize is. Uh. Looking, looking, looking. It does not say here. I will look at a different website. Uh, meanwhile, I walked out of the shrine and ran into something that I did not expect to see, which was a person. Ah. What was this person doing here? Why does it want a video? Everybody wants to do videos. I hate this. Internet I sucks. hate it too. I'm not going to watch a video. Uh, okay. Okay, there's a guy here. There's a Reno guy. Yeah. His name is Mimo. Uh, great name. Sure. Uh, and he's got some flying minigame that I never knew existed. Well, let me tell you, son. There is a flying minigame. There is. It's kind of good. It's it better than... It has good than... music. The, the, it's it's uh, music that's used for another minigame somewhere else. The there's majestic a, the... flying music. Yeah, there's there's one other there's the other Rito mini game I was thinking of, and I'm like, this is way better than that other mini. <laughs> what other the, mini game are you thinking of? The the shooting gallery. Oh, I was thinking about um, the flo- float as long as you can. Oh, I don't know that one either. I really say I don't oh, remember okay. that one. 
Uh, um, no, this is good. Yeah. It's it's a it's like it's a, a obstacle not obstacle course but like fly through the rings in the right order course. Yeah, and there's like multiple paths and like a bunch of uplifts and stuff. So it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's cute. It's well done. Yeah. There's not uh, the, all the prizes associated with it are just rupees. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it doesn't keep track of high score or anything like that. It's completely superfluous and extremely out of the way. Uh, and I'm glad it's here. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You have to go out to the most extreme corner of the map and do a hard side quest to get to this, like, one-off... Doofy fun minigame. Doofy fun minigame. That's cool. Yeah. Again, it's a good game. More minigames than I remembered in this thing. Uh, but that's it for Laurel and Village. Again, there's not too much there. There's a lot of little breadcrumbs and a lot of little fun stuff, but it's just kind of a sleepy fish village. Well, you said that on next episode, you would maybe climb that uh Claris, whatever you call it mount yeah Cleek there's Cables. the mountains there's the mountains north of right where we're at and there's a bunch of stuff up there that i need to go do kind of uh, fill in the space between i gotta and Hateno. once i fill that in then i haven't completed all of the bottom right of the map yeah uh and then i gotta go find somewhere else to go so mm. i'm gonna try and clear that out next time and we'll see what happens from there okie dokie yeah.